What's up, everyone? It's Honorado and Miller. It's Chris and it's Ash, and we are going to go through all of the playoff scenarios in the NFL, as many as we can mentally handle. There are some that are just very simple, and then it gets into, you know, how do you get the the Vikings in? Well, nobody they cares have about a deep, that. deep shot. Oh, right. Neil cares about that. Yeah, so right. Yeah, but we will we'll talk. Obviously, the Bills Dolphins is a huge game Sunday night on News Channel 13 and NBC. Winner take all for the AFC title, the AFC East title. Uh, and then the Bills are, could still get in even if they lose. The Dolphins are in no matter what. We'll, we'll go through all the scenarios here. We'll look ahead a little bit to what some teams might do at the quarterback position next year, teams that aren't in the playoffs. Are the Giants definitely going to draft a guy? Jaden Daniels is sitting there, five or so. Are they definitely going to draft a guy paying Daniel Jones $40 million next year? Probably. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got Alex Simmons of the Albany Firewolves on the show this week. 4-0 Firewolves. Even the head coach Red said, hat. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> so that'll be a lot of fun with uh, the guy they call. Is it Simmer or Zimmer? Simmer. I would think so, too. The way sometimes people say it, it sounds like Zimmer. No, but it's Simmer. We'll ask Alex. Okay. Um, a lot to get to on the show this week. Let's go. This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. College football playoff national championship is set between Michigan and Washington. We each got one. We each got one. Yep. I one like Michigan. You like Washington. So there you go. Uh, I hope it's a fun one. I have a. There's part of me that has a bad feeling about how that might Ooh. go on Monday night, but we'll we'll talk about that. Um, between the Huskies and the Wolverines last time. Either of those teams were crowned national champs. They were split national titles back in the 90s. BCS days. So, no, pre -BCS, way pre, yeah. yeah, 91 and 97. So yeah. that'll be that'll be fun for those two programs back on the biggest stage, certainly. Rory McIlroy is backing off his harsh live criticism. Sure. Mm. It's... We'll get to that. Yeah. But here we go. This is the game of the weekend, and we've had games of the weekend the last few weeks. Yep. Uh, they haven't been good. Dolphins, Ravens, <laughs> not good. Ravens also then blew out the 49ers uh, the week before that. Dolphins back in it here with the Bills. The winner wins the AFC East title. Selfishly, I picked the Dolphins at the beginning of the year to win the division. So you want them to win. It would make me look good. Did you put money on it? No. Oh. So I don't really care that much, no. obviously. But – but this this should be fun Sunday night. No doubt. I mean, this is you always want this like winner take all. Obviously, this is a division title on the line. There are ways that both teams can get in anyway. But you want the winner take all, and you want starters playing. This is one of the few games where every starter that is available and not injured will be in this game. We're going to talk about how many players will not be playing in Week 18 and how that kind of has the domino effect. This will be a game where you get all of the best players with a lot on the line, and that's all you can ask for. Jeremy's comment here. Thank you for your service, Jeremy. I take it that's you and your Facebook picture there. Bills will win. Dolphins are going downhill. There's no doubt, right? Miami gave up how many to Baltimore last week? Miami scored 70 yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. They gave up 56 to, <laughs> to Baltimore. Um, and Josh Allen, just for the record here, has a great record. 
against the Dolphins, 10 and 2, including that playoff win last year. Um, but it hasn't been sunshine no. and rainbows all season for the Bills. So no. I'm just, uh, I think this is going to be a really good game. I hope it's a really good game. I'm not completely sold on the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm worried a little bit about Miami's health. Jalen Waddell, Xavier Howard uh, were both a do not participate on Thursday at practice. Now, obviously, there's still time to get them in there. But Bradley Chubb's injury is a big, big one. one. Will there be big a one. pass rush against Josh Allen? Can they get to him? Can they force him to uh, turn the ball over? He's thrown a career-high 16 interceptions this year. So that that's going to be a big thing for me is, is Miami's defense up for the challenge uh, in this game Sunday night. I think it will be a good one. We'll pick this game later on in the show uh, in our NFL pick them. Speaking of going the wrong way, my picks, I was 10 games over 500. Now I'm just hanging on to over I'm 500. just back to 500, so you're doing okay. Yeah. No uh, bagel. Here's a quick – yeah, no, I had one of those last week. Here's a quick note uh, in the NFL as well. Dalvin Cook released by the Jets, signing on with the Ravens. They'll pair him in the backfield with Gus Edwards. Uh, is he a real factor? Probably yeah. not. But he gives them a little something, a little, if you will. A little depth. Baltimore is dangerous. And I just am kind of curious here. Like, we'll get into the playoff scenarios here shortly. But Alex Simmons of the Firewolves is on deck. Um, are we headed for this? Is this just, does this feel inevitable to you that we've got these two kind of superpowers, dominant teams in the NFL this season, the Ravens and the Niners? If there's a speed bump for either of them, what is it? It feels like it should be. But there's already been a speed bump. There have been speed bumps for both teams already. We saw we saw the Niners get throttled by the Ravens two weeks ago. Yep. We've seen each team in the NFL take its lumps this year. And just when you think you know something about the NFL, it seems like you turn around, you say one team is the best team in the NFL. We've done it all year long. The Eagles and the Niners and the Ravens. And then they turn around the next week and get whacked by yep. somebody. So, uh, yeah, it seems like these are the two best teams in the NFC and AFC, respectively. But uh, who knows? What ha What is supposed to happen or what you think is supposed to happen in the NFL? Rarely does it ever happen that way. Yeah. Um, I, I think an interesting scenario would be if the Rams beat the Lions and then go to San Francisco. That, to me, feels like the biggest threat to the Niners. Cowboys are not going to win in San Francisco. Eagles will not win in San Francisco. Maybe Detroit has the chops to do it, but I would still say no. It feels like the Rams have the best chance to win in the Bay Area. And Baltimore, to me, a lot of people aren't big believers with the Ravens still. But how many teams in the AFC am I picking to go to Baltimore and win? I'm not picking the Chiefs today sitting here. No. I'm not picking the Dolphins sitting here today. Um, if a fun one, and, and Jeremy brought it up, would be Flacco going back to Baltimore. That would be fun, and that it's a division rival, so that you you kind of know everything goes out the window yeah. for a game like that. But yes, Flacco going back to Baltimore would be like quintessential. Mm -hmm. The storylines are so good. That would be awesome. All right, we're back in 30 seconds with Alex Simmons of the Albany Firewolves. 4-0 Firewolves back at home this weekend, Saturday night against Halifax. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. If you can't give true love to me, I'll understand. Just do the best you can. The Galope Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. 
And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. All right, here we go. 4-0 and NLL team back on the home turf at MVP Arena this weekend. Saturday night matchup against Halifax. Ash, just your initial kind of thoughts on what this Firewolves team has been able to do this year. Why is it so dramatically different than last year? Well, it's an entirely new team on offense. I mean, with the exception of Ethan Walker, it is a brand new team. Um, Specifically from the right side, you've got Alex Simmons and Ty Kurtz on the right side. Uh, it, It is a brand new team. And it's a team that I think we talked to Clarky. I talked to Clarky earlier today, just kind of to prep for this game. And you said it, he thought, there's no way I thought we were going to be 4-0. I would have been happy with 2-2, two and two, but we are 4-0, and oh, so we're going to take that. And, and the goal is just to continue to get better uh, as we go. But the fact is, is that what Clarky and the coaching staff drafted, the talent that they drafted and what they thought would happen, has come to fruition. Mm-hmm. How good these guys have been. They've just put it together a little faster, I think. Like, you knew you had all the individual pieces to be pretty good, but putting it on the floor and getting that chemistry it is a whole different ballgame. So it's happened, I think, a lot faster than people would think. Yep. All right, let's get him in here now. Alex Simmons, who has been an absolute star in his rookie season. Uh, Alex, it's good to have you on the show, man. It's it's Chris and it's, it's Ash. Thanks for uh, hanging out and doing this with us. Congratulations on the great start. Um, you're a guy who's used to winning, though, because you <laughs> played at Denver and Syracuse, two great programs, uh, Cuse, obviously, for a long time, Denver in the last decade or whatever we want to call it. Um, can you put your finger on why this team has been so good? I want to ask why it's different than last year. You weren't here, but what has made you guys so good to start this year? Yeah, that's a good question. I think right now it's just that we had a lot of low expectations. Uh, and I think that right now that we have a locker room right now on the offensive end that you know doesn't have some big names. And we've just kind of – you know, over the course of that four weeks of training camp, we just kind of gelled and, and you know, developed chemistry at a, at a rate, kind of like what Ashley was saying, kind of at a rate that was probably not what we expected. Um, mm. uh, there's not one guy that's, you know, that the ball has to run through. Uh, we've kind of noticed that, you know, the ball can run through anybody. And, you know, we've had a lot of success doing that. I think Clarky and, and Gibby and Clem have done a really good job of kind of balancing us right now. We're, we're really young and we're, you know, we're, we're stupid and make, can make mistakes sometimes. So, They've done a really good job of kind of keeping us even keel. Uh, I, you know, I, from my perspective, I'm the way Clarky was. I did not expect to be four now. I did not expect us to do this well. Um, but you know, I think with that attitude and kind of this, you know, we don't care who you are kind of thing, um, it's really helped us succeed so far. Uh, I know you said we don't have a lot of big names. Well, they're soon to soon to be big names, I guess you would say. But a guy like Ethan Walker is a guy that you played with in Denver. And it seems coach said he has a very workmanlike approach. And that's kind of how it seems like everyone else on this team has kind of fallen into that. Is that just something that your personalities are all similar in that way? Is that how you've all learned to play lacrosse and just kind of approach things on the field that workmanlike, like bring your lunch pail and let's go to work mentality? Absolutely. Uh, I think we were, Ethan and I were both instilled in that when we went to um, Culver Military Academy for high school. Um, you know, that that's kind of what they got to teach us there. And he's always been like that. He's always had that leadership kind of style to him. Uh, he's definitely brought me under his wing. That was kind of my thing. Like I always had to, you know, follow Ethan and 
he's always showed me the ropes everywhere I've gone. This is the third time that we've played each other at a different level. So it's always been exciting for that, but absolutely. I think that's what we want to do when we get to the, to the rink and practice. I think, you know, no one's above anybody. Uh, you know, we earn our right to win these games. Like by any means, I don't think that anyone has us winning any of these games. So we have to go in there and we have to understand that we're going to be underdogs and we have to bring our lunch pail. And, and I know that this is going to be a dog fight every time we play. Um, Ethan has done a great job with, handling all the young guys um although he's young himself i always yeah. he always makes fun of me for saying that he's old but he's only 26 27 yeah. so he's not old by any means but he's done a really good job of helping the new guys come in um kind of helping us gel like i was saying earlier and you know he's just a pro at every level he's been at so he's been it's been nice to have him kind of take us under his wing the oldest guy on this team is 30. Right. Yeah. You're going to think it's really old. I would take 30. every yeah, day of the I, week. I would take 30. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here are the stats so far, man, and and they're glossy in the way that you lead both the team and the league in scoring with 27 points. You share that with Connor Fields, who we all know about in Albany pretty well. Uh, but 13 goals, 14 assists. Um, is this coming easily for you? Are you are you flying under the radar in some way that you're able to get opportunities maybe you wouldn't have gotten in college because you're a rookie? Break this down for us. I yeah, I don't know if easy is the right word to put it. Um, but you know, for right now, I think it's just I've gotten a lot of opportunity. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rookies that get into this league that are usually behind a, a star-studded righty or lefty, or two of them are at that at that point, right? Mm -hmm. So. Right now, they've kind of given us the reins. Um, you know, we're a young group. This is kind of what we call a rebuild year in some cases. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't look that way. But mm -hmm. they've given us kind of the reins to, you know, go out there and play, you know, play our game and kind of not worry about the X's and O's as much as we probably should be. Um, and, I, yeah, I don't know if it's easy. Uh, I've had, you know, a lot of help with like, guys like Ethan and guys that have been in this league for a while um, and just kind of, you know, shooting the ball a lot. I think that's the biggest that I have is that I shoot the ball a lot. So I better be scoring if I'm shooting that much. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know if I would say it's easy. Uh, I would definitely say I flew under the radar just because no one probably knew that I was, um, you know, going to excel at this rate, but right now it's been really fun and it's been exciting and they've just been dropping for me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the goalies are not seeing me or something. But shoot or shoot, man. Never apologize yeah. for that. 17 shots on goal. That's all right. As long as you make them, you keep shooting. Yeah. That's how it goes. And the yeah, analytics we'll say even if you're not making them, you should keep yeah, shooting. Absolutely. Uh, Alex, I asked this to Clarky today, um, and just watching you on the field, watching game film, specifically the game against Sask uh, last week, which was an overtime win. I notice different than than other offensive players. You're a guy that seems like you enjoy the ride and, and the ride from a, a lacrosse term. Like you're enjoying the ride, sure, but you enjoy riding other defensive players. How much of a part of your game is that? And it just seems like you like get a thrill out of harassing guys, trying to get mm -hmm. out of the zone and, and making life really difficult. That eight seconds, you're going to try to make sure that, that they don't get it. And how much of a balance is it? Because you know, if you make the wrong decision, it's going the other way. I, I'm like an odd man rush. Yeah, no, I, I do love that part of the game. I think Clarky's kind of given me the green light to do that every now and then, uh, just use the athleticism a little bit, um, slow down transition because, you know, we're not – on paper, we're not really a big transition team, and we would love to – show. and Sus uh, Saskatchewan was kind of – that's their bread and butter. That's what they want to be uh, doing, you know, this year as their young, talented group is going up. So, uh, you know, as long as I could have stayed on and do that, I, I love to do it. I, I love to, you know, if I – well – 
majority of the time why I'm doing it is because I'm the one that shot the ball and I feel like I need to get it back. Um, so I, that's majority of the reason why I do it. Um, I was big, you know, I was a big rider in field uh, when I was playing attack at Denver and I, and I love to do that. And that's, you know, I've always said that, you know, riding or trying to get the ball back is more of a, is an attitude or more of a mentality than it is being skilled. Um, you don't really need to be skilled to, to pressure guys and, 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 you know, have that kind of work ethic. So if I can just add that element to my game and kind of, you know, project that amongst the team, I think that's a really good vibe to have, um, you know, that I'm not just here to, you know, put up points and score goals. You know, there's other attributes to my game that I can definitely like show people and, um, you know, showcase. So, you know, I'm not just the, the ball hog and, and the one that's doing all the doing all the scoring. So here are the numbers while you were at Syracuse. Um tougher winter, Denver or Syracuse? Oh, Denver for sure. Um the only reason I say that is because we were playing inside uh most of the time. Um yes. if we're talking about just general, I would definitely say Syracuse. It was miserable and it was dark and whatever. But um at least the sun comes out in Denver. At, at Denver, at least, you know, we had the mountains in the background mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. Instead, I'm, you know, I'm looking, at, you know, not at the mountains in Syracuse. So it was, you know, the mix of both good and bad, you know, but uh, yeah, they were both pretty bad. Uh, listen, I, I'm a Syracuse girl. I told you that before uh, I interviewed you last week or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, twice. I got you at halftime. And at the end of the game, which mm. means you're doing something right. If you're getting two <laughs> sideline interviews at halftime at the end of the game, you're doing all right there, Alex. But uh, I am – I bleed orange. I'm from this area, so the, the connection to Cuse is strong. Yeah. This weekend, Alex, we've got three Cuse broadcasters on the call. So it's Brendan oh. Glasheen, Casey Powell is oh. doing color, oh, wow. and myself, and then you. And we've got a few guys on the other team that are also Cuse guys. Yes. We've got Jammer. Um, Warren Hill. So the, the Cuse, it, it, it's all kinds of orange this weekend. How much did you enjoy your time at Cuse? And do you still feel like, you know, despite one year there, that you kind of have an attachment to, to that school and that program? Yeah, my my year at Syracuse was uh, was fantastic. You know, um, you know, transferring um, from a four-year program to, to a one-year program can be very difficult for somebody. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, you, 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 don't, you want to fit in right away. And, and I, I did. I couldn't believe it how well, how welcoming they were, how welcoming Coach Gay was, and Coach Marching and Coach Beshamala were. Um, I loved it. I, I, I couldn't tell you how much um, of a difference it was in Denver. Um, you know, two different experiences. I'm not going to say it was a better experience, but definitely different. Um, and what a great group of guys I had there. Um, I definitely credit a lot of my success to, you know, just that nine months. Um, you know, I got to learn the game from, you know, the best to ever do it in Gary Gate and play with a lot of talented people. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I like to claim that I bleed orange as well. Uh, a lot of my Denver fans or friends will not like to that I say I that, but, um, but I believe a little, I believe both. Um, yeah. And it was, it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, there was so many things I was worried about going into there, you know, oh, am I going to be good enough? Is this going to, you know, it's such a historic program, but, um, what an exciting time I had there, and I, I know I miss it right now. So hopefully I get to actually play against my my college teammate, Cole Kirst, over there in Halifax. So hopefully he gets in the lineup as well. So it'll be fun to compete against him. Where did the debit card get the biggest workout in Syracuse? Varsity? Right. Where, where did your debit card get the biggest workout oh, in Syracuse? Oh, oh that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, my debit card probably – uh, probably was the orange crate um 
it was, and probably varsity, probably um, all the good pizza spots, mostly yeah. or wherever the boys all were. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other places. I know that there was a original Italian pizza um, down near the, the barber shop there that I, I love to go to. So yeah, like everywhere. It wasn't just it wasn't just one specific spot. I was draining my bank account and everywhere. I love that. Sounds like college. Yeah, no doubt about it. And don't work, don't work back. That's for sure. Yeah. Alex, uh, Ash always gets the last word if she's got one. A reminder: the game is Saturday night at home, seven o'clock against Halifax, a four zero Firewolves team. Yeah. I, can you give us a scout? I know you mentioned you know, you may play against Colkhurst, but this is a team, a Halifax team coming in that is kind of opposite of you guys in that I mentioned Cody Jamison, but they're old quote unquote on the offensive side of the ball they've got five or six guys who are kind of on the the prime and and toward the end of their career you guys are totally the opposite you've got rookies and guys coming into the prime of your career how do you how do those teams two teams balance out yeah it's a good question you know i I think right now we're just trying to focus on you know who we are you know it's really difficult to go into these games when you have star-studded casts like this um Cause you're just so worried that like, are we going to stop the ball? Cause you know, as an offensive guy, you're like, Oh my God, like I would, you know, they would score a million goals if we, you know, but uh, the best thing about us is that we have Dougie Jameson um, and he plays against a lot of these guys in the summer or with them in the summer uh, up in six nations and just in summer ball in general. So, you know, like, yeah, they're older, uh, but with a lot of experience, a lot of championship experience. Um, so I, you know, I think we just have to start worrying about us. Um, we have, we have a game plan going into there. I can't really, you know, I don't want any of them looking at this and, and saying this is what we have. But, um, you know, I, I think right now we just have to get off to a really good start. Uh, I think that's been our MO since we started. Um, you know, want to get on Warren Hill pretty quick. Um, you know, kind of get him off his game and, and run around a bit. We want to run around. Uh, we're young. You know, we're kind of a bunch of honey badgers out there. We just kind of tire them out as much as we can. Um, and hopefully by the time, uh, you know, the fourth quarter comes around, they're going to be exhausted, but, you know, two great matchups where, you know, both teams are used to having the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Nardella is 73% and Jake Withers is the best at yeah. what he does. So it's going to be a hell of a showdown at faceoff X and, you know, whoever kind of wins that and the goaltending battle and it's, that's what it's going to come down to. So it's going to be pretty exciting at MVP. I hope we get more fans as, as, you know, as the season starts to roll on, um, mm-hmm. because there's exciting things coming, um, capital region i tell people to wear their orange but do not wear your orange because no, Halifax. no 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 don't wear the i know it's the, wear alex it's the second time casey powell did a game with us last year to give us an all cues crew and it was yeah. against halifax i'm like we can't even wear like our orange yeah kit. you guys gotta coordinate that better i know, I know what's we, going it's, on. It's, yeah. it's a mess maybe next year <laughs> That's awesome. Denver's red is close to Firewolf's red. That's yeah, the maroon. The maroon works. The maroon. Yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Alex, thank you, man. Uh, welcome to the five one eight, dude. Keep it rolling. It's uh, it's been great meeting you and and chatting with you. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait to see you guys. Alex Simmons of the Albany Firewolves, four and up. Better is. Do you guys give Casey a hard time? I mean, three great Powell brothers who went through Syracuse. Who's the best? Mike? I don't know. I, I I would never say Casey wasn't the best because he's our guy. Oh, um, Mikey but was special. Casey also bleeds orange, and I'm sure Mike does too. Uh, but Casey bleeds orange. He's got like uh, personalized orange kicks that have mm. his mm. 23, uh, uh, his the swoosh, and then like a 
it's like a bangle type thing and then yeah. it's number they're yeah. all it's cool they all were 22? 22 yeah they 22. all were 22 there didn't they yeah. yeah and maybe he has maybe he has 22 for some reason my mind went jordan because he was wearing jordans but he might have 22 on him yeah uh, let's take a quick time out here on Honorado and Miller. We've still got our Week 18 picks coming up. We'll go through some of those NFL playoff scenarios. Our performance industrial dirty difficult done as well. A lot to do here in the final half hour. Back in 30 seconds. Make your first road trip of the year one your family will never forget. Visit the Saratoga City Center RV Show January 5th through the 7th to take advantage of preseason pricing and the best selection of the year. Our expert outfitters will be on site ready to answer all your questions with travel trailers starting at $153 a month, fifth wheels as low as $344 a month, and motorhomes beginning at $576 a month. Don't miss this opportunity to cash in on top dollar for your trade. Start your next journey at the Saratoga City City Center RV Show, January 5th through the 7th. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Uh, Michigan and Washington for it all on Monday night. I liked Michigan to beat Alabama. They just barely did. But then I liked it was Texas. A great game. I mean, both games were entertaining. Great games. Yeah. Both games were great. Yeah. So. What do we think Monday night in the college football playoff national championship here? The Wolverines and the Huskies, Washington's last national championship came in 1991. Um, and that was a shared title with, uh, get back to me, I'll come up with it. And then in 97, Michigan split its title with Nebraska. It was Miami. It was the U okay. in 91. Um so what do we think here? High-scoring Washington team, stout defensive Michigan, and run-centric yeah, team. A, a very line-driven team. Mm. Um, I mean, the way Michigan got after, after Jalen Milrow, after. I thought Penix is, does not have the athleticism of Milrow, but we were watching that Washington-Texas game, and you made a comment about, look at how Penix shifted in the pocket just one step. And I said, Stepped up. I said, that's Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady well, was not much more athletic than Tom. Brady. Of course he is, but he's he's <laughs> had his he's had he's torn two ACLs. I don't know that he's yeah. much more yeah. anymore. Maybe not anymore. But but his just escapability to stay in the pocket. He realizes mm -hmm. this team is better when I throw the ball mm -hmm. as opposed to run it. Alabama's better when Milrow runs the ball. So Unless Michigan knows where Penix will be, and that's mm -hmm. mostly within the tackle box. But his ability to shift and step up and what you know just evade the one pass rusher in the pocket and then get the ball to one of his three outstanding receivers, mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be a fun matchup to watch, I think. And now, I, I, I said earlier in the show, I have a little bit of a bad feeling here that this could get Michigan double-digit, if we want to call that lopsided, that the Wolverines could really – control this game because they will run the ball effectively. Okay. Washington has a, has had a hard time stopping offenses. Mm -hmm. And then I think if the Wolverines can limit Washington offensively, which they have the opportunity to do or the potential to do, obviously, this could be a lower scoring 28-17-21 game. Yeah, I think, listen, the, the, the knock on Alabama, and there were very few knocks, was their offensive line. So I, I think of all of the weaknesses that Alabama yeah. had or the very few weaknesses that Alabama had, 
the offensive line was the glaring. And they line. don't have the same offensive weapons that Bama teams in no. the past have had, like no. at the receiver and running back position. These no. guys don't blow you away. But I think that's where they were weakest is kind of the argument because I don't know that anyone thought Michigan's defensive line was that good. But when you come out and have five sacks in the first half against a team like Alabama, I think it kind of opens your eyes to say like, whoa, not only is Alabama's offensive line not very good, but maybe maybe the defensive line of Michigan is better than we thought. Sure, It's a strength of, of Michigan, offensive and defensive line. In the trenches, that is where they win. It's why they run the ball well. But when it comes to big playability, Washington will outshine Michigan. Mm-hmm. The big plays have come all year long from Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies. Every time he drops back and is clearly going to unload the ball, like going to throw it 30-plus yards downfield, I'm almost convinced it's going to be caught because he generally only throws it into situations where he has open guys, open accurate. receivers. Yeah. And it helps when you have a guy like Roma Dunze mm-hmm. or Adunze, who is going to be a top six, seven, Maybe. ten Maybe top pick. ten. Yep, yep. It helps. Yeah. So I think the big play – the big playability goes to Washington, but I think if we're going to talk about running the ball and running it effectively and winning in the trenches, that's going to go to Michigan. So it'll be interesting. I think Michigan wins. Um, I would like to see Washington win Me too. because that's where my heart will be is, is with Washington. I love Michael Penix. I love his story. I like, you know, I think DeBoer is an awesome coach and he just seems like a good guy. Um, so that's kind of who I hope wins, mm-hmm. but I think I think Michigan won. I think most of America will root for Washington, and and I'm not. This is not, you know. Uh, it's the Michigan haters. Yeah, it, and, and it's, I get it's it. not. It, there's no asterisk no, to this championship if Michigan wins because of no. Harbaugh's suspension. They've become villains. Correct, and that's okay. Harbaugh's Every, the biggest villain. But we need that. The whole program has become this villainous. If everybody loved Michigan and Washington, the ratings for this game would be nowhere. Yeah. People will watch because they want to root either for or against Michigan. Mm-hmm. There is not enough love out there for Washington no. to draw people to TVs, but they will watch because Michigan is, I believe it, it is the winningest program in college football history. And so you've got people who want to root for them and root against them, which makes it fun. I, I will be rooting for Washington as well, which I'm sure means since we are both rooting for them, they will lose this game. Yeah. I would pick Michigan to win as well, and I think they probably cover the number. Okay. Four and a half. I mean, it's not like you win by a touchdown, you cover the number. Right. That's not yeah. too hard to do. Yeah. But yeah, I think it I think it's gonna be all I think it's gonna be another good game. We went into the semifinals thinking that those two games would be really good mm-hmm. and they were they everything were. you could ask yep. for and some. I hope that that's what we get. I hope you're not right. When it comes to yeah. a blowout, if it's a blowout, it goes Michigan's way. Okay, maybe, but I hope it's I hope it's not a blowout. Uh, how does Penix project to the NFL? Let's kick that around a here question. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there are. Um, it's funny. I thought you might get five and as many as six quarterbacks taken in the first round. Mm-hmm. The latest mock drafts I've seen, you really only have four going. Okay. Um, I thought Which I, get. I thought I would see guys like Bo Nix, JJ McCarthy taken in the first round, but now Second it seems third. like you're not going to, and I'll try to talk through it here live, which is always dangerous. But you know, Caleb Williams, Drake, Drake May, Michael Penix, um, and here we go. There's a fourth out there too that will go in the first round. Um, 
So maybe you're not going to get, oh, Jane Daniels. Hold on, we won the Heisman. Um, maybe you're not going to get more than those four. I don't know. You probably know. won't. I don't know that there are enough teams out there who are desperate for a quarterback. But Penix, because he'll be the fourth of those off the board, he'll go to a good situation, I think. Yeah, I think so too. When and he's mid-teens or lower, you're, you're going to end up going to – what is a fringe or even a, a playoff team. And I think the guys that we've talked about as second and third round guys, whether it's Bo Nix or whoever it is, Cam Ward, those guys, I think they have the ability or they could end up going to some pretty good teams too, because if you're going second and third round or fourth and fifth round, if somebody's not going to reach on you, maybe they're drafting the quarterback of the future. Maybe they have a guy like Carr, in, in New Orleans and, and they want to draft obviously they have Jameis too, but he he's getting old. That's not a maybe you draft the quarterback of the future yeah. there if you can find a guy like a Cam Ward or whoever that you really like, but you don't have to stretch on or you don't have to reach on in the third or fourth or fifth rounds. I think those scenarios can play out. It's not the worst thing to fall out of the first round or even the second round if you're gonna go into a situation that's pretty good. John's gonna take quarterback? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Bears have the number one pick uh, via the Panthers. Yeah. This is the second straight year the Bears have had the number one pick. I just don't believe that an NFL franchise mm -hmm. with the number one overall pick in back-to-back -back years will not select a quarterback in one of those years. They traded out last year to Carolina. They got a bounty. Good move. Bryce Young doesn't look like he really – fits the NFL right now. That yeah, can change, right now, obviously. Yeah. Justin Fields has been winning lately, but the numbers still with Fields are not great. He only completes 60% of his passes. And so is he really the guy going forward? And you're sitting there with the number one overall pick. I'm not telling you I love Caleb Williams or I love no. Drake May. What I'm telling no. you is I don't think an NFL franchise and a front office can defend the decision to not take a quarterback number one overall back-to-back -back years when Justin Fields has played the way he has played, right? I don't know. I, I certainly think they can because I think it depends on what you can get for that pick. If you're going to get multiple first-rounders. People, people will want Caleb Williams. I, yeah, and I get it. I, if I loved – you just said, I don't love Caleb Williams. I don't love Drake May. Those are your first two quarterbacks off the board. If you don't love either of those guys, why would you draft them number one? And well, not just... I don't, but you know Ryan Poles does. Maybe. He loves one of them. Maybe, but I also think you've, you've spent this draft capital on a guy that you thought was your quarterback of the future who hasn't proven that he's not. He just hasn't proven that he is. He hasn't been Zach Wilson. <laughs> he hasn't played no. his way out of the starting right. role. And to be You're very right. honest, he's been really good recently he brings a dynamic that not a lot of other quarterbacks can bring he had his legs are as dangerous if not more so than his than his arm let me play this one out for you mm -hmm. the bears trade out of one because there's a team that's so enamored with Caleb sure. Williams yep. and they move back to I have to look at the, let's say four. four yeah okay yeah I don't know who has the four you can still get Jane Daniels you can you can still take a quarterback there while getting draft capital for the future. But if you can get, and I know you're not going to, you're not going to get Marvin Harrison unless you're top three yep. is basically how that's played out. Yep. But if you can get 
another top receiver, the second best receiver, if you can get the best offensive tackle, if you can get the best edge rusher in the draft, why would you not do that? You're not going to win a Super Bowl next year if you're Chicago. So use the picks on guys who are going to make you better immediately and then decide because they're not decided. It's clear that they're not decided if he's their, their franchise quarterback or not. You've you spent a lot of capital, money, all of it. Let him go another year. He's again, he's not Zach Wilson, so he hasn't just completely eliminated himself from the conversation. Give him a chance, put the weapons around him. Like mm-hmm. Chase Claypool, that didn't work out. No, you know what but I mean? DJ like, Moore's a good player. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've seen that though. We've seen that kind of we've seen the glimpses. I think there's been enough of the glimpses and the flashes okay. to give him a shot to be the quarterback. Jeremy, you two brought up Zach Wilson's name to Jeremy's pain a couple of times here in the last five minutes. Uh, any chance? Yes, I think this is a perfect spot for the Jets to draft a quarterback after where we talk about. they've selected an, a left tackle. Yeah. So I, you have to get either the kid from Penn State. Isn't Beckton their left tackle? Yeah, you watch him. He's like a yeah. turnstile I mean, in that left stadium. He also can't stay. That they, they, they need they need a tackle. They need a tackle. They just drafted I mean, him were, not that long ago. Well, they, sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, listen, the worst thing you can do in sports is say, well, we can't because we just took – if he isn't good, you've got to move on. I get it. So it's going to be a left tackle for the Jets, in my opinion, Jeremy, top 10. Either the kid from Penn State or Joe Alt from Notre Dame, you have to get one of those two guys. And then as we were kind of kicking it around here, second, not, probably not second round, though – Third, yeah, fourth round. Is there a quarterback there that you can bring in to learn under Rodgers? And maybe it is a guy like Bo Nix. I, I don't know where no, Nix will really project. I can't imagine he doesn't go in a second round. Um, but yes, or Michael Penix. Well, he'll be he'll be first. Round. He'll be mid-teens Penix for sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think JJ McCarthy's a guy too, who obviously yeah. will go to the NFL. Yeah. You can get a guy in the second or third round, I think, that that sits behind Rodgers for, I don't know, does Aaron only have one left? Are we all assuming that 2024 yeah, is it I, for him? Well, I think you assume that there is Until he nothing, it isn't? Giving, nothing given beyond a year. Okay. You He has to go out and prove that he can stay healthy for the season and that and he can play as well as close to as well as they thought he would play this year before somebody's going to sign him to a one or even two-year deal next year. Like if he goes out there and can't do anything. Look at everything that's still at stake here. <laughs> AFC so East, obviously, that will be determined to the head-to-head matchup between Miami and Buffalo. The AFC South, three teams. Good. Three teams it's can okay. win that division. You've got Jacksonville, Houston, and Indianapolis. Indy and Houston play each other on Saturday night. Winner that is, is a win, and you're in. They just won't know if it's the division title right. or a wild card game yet. But you, yep. you've got three teams for effectively two playoff spots there in the AFC out of the South. And then the sixth and the seventh seed, Cleveland's locked into the five after the division winners. And then six and seven will be a combination of either Houston, Indianapolis, Miami, or Buffalo. Everybody got that? Okay, on to the NFC. The <laughs> East is still up for grabs because these Cowboys and, and Eagles mm-hmm. are both 11 and five. Dallas plays Washington. Feels like that's that's the Cowboys to win that division and the two seed overall in the NFC. The Wait, South the Eagles are woo, taking wrong on water. direction. Yeah, they've lost four or five. I think. Yeah. Um, in the South, Tampa wins the division with a win. 
the Saints can still win that division. The sixth and seventh seed are up for grabs as well because you've got the um, the Rams are in play for the six, but the Packers are as well, depending upon how things shake out. If Green Bay beats the Bears and Justin Fields, Green Bay is in. in. Rams are already in. We just don't know exactly where they are. Um, so there's there's a lot here to, to settle, um, and backups will be. Ugh playing a big bulk of, of these games. Look, these are games that I don't know. matter for Painful. Baltimore. They don't matter for the Rams because they're, they're in. It doesn't yeah. matter for San Francisco. They've locked up the one seed. doesn't matter for Kansas City. They've won the division. It doesn't matter for Cleveland because they've clinched the spot. So the teams that don't have the bye, I'm in favor of them sitting these guys. Mm-hmm. The teams that have the bye, I think this is a dangerous game to play where you are saying to Lamar Jackson, you are going to sit for three weeks. Remember, this is three weeks, really. By the time you've last played a game to when you will play again, it's three weeks. It's a long time. Long time to sit. And it I know that Stafford is well. old and Cup is banged up. And I, Historically, it yes. has not worked out well. You're right. You're right. When you sit for too long, it, it just generally doesn't work. work. Well. Now, the Niners are saying McCaffrey's hurt. But I'm telling you that if the game mattered, he would play. Well, sure. And Brock Purdy is is a healthy. But stretch. I get that if you're if you're dinged up and you're just trying to get healthy for the playoffs, fine. Um, but if you're healthy, I, I think you got to play a half. You got to you got to play something because three weeks is going to feel like an eternity. So why do these really matter? Well, Baltimore plays Pittsburgh. Right. Okay. And that's the thing. They're some of them are playing in games that matter for one reason or another. So Not for them. Have to win. Yep. The Bills would love to see Baltimore beat Pittsburgh. Makes their road a lot easier. They can afford to lose at Miami and still get in if the Steelers lose. So there's just a lot going on here. Yeah. Too much to try to parse through completely on this show. But, um, yeah, and Jeremy's saying you play a quarter, then sit for a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Look, we've seen coaches take the route of – I'm playing my guys no matter what. Right. And Wes Welker tears up his knee well, in Houston, and, it, we'll and it, it hurts the uh... – Bradley Chubb and the Dolphins were down by 100 last week. He was still in the game late, tore his ACL. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. It's not – you can't foresee those things happening. Um, and if you could, you wouldn't have played him. But even McDaniel said after the game, he probably shouldn't have been out there. Well, yeah, now he's done for the year. Now he's done for a full year. Probably won't come back until – late next year um so those are the things that can potentially happen but that was a meaningful game that he was playing in they're down 50 to 14 why are you still playing yeah all right back in a minute here on honorado and miller our week 18 picks still to come our performance industrial dirty difficult done as well teams athletes organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on. 
for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcellus is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. We do the show live on a Thursday every week across News Channel 13 social media. If you're catching us on TV, it's a Saturday night on my four taking you up until the Firewolves game. All those games broadcast on our sister station, My 4. And if it's a Sunday morning, you're up early. We appreciate that. We're not, the news, uh, And it's likely snowing. So while we oh. do the show live on a Thursday, it's uh, it's a nice winter's cold. night out there. It's cold, but it's it's uh, dry. Uh, if you're watching a Sunday morning, it, you're likely getting ready to shovel or snow blow or <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see, I guess, as long how, as we got it right. how right they yeah, are. As long as we got it right, yeah. Which is why the prediction game is always fun. I mean, we don't get it right very no, often. No, we, we do it here with very little yeah. consequence unless or people success. are literally taking our bets to their sports book app and betting them. I do not recommend that, no. okay? Yeah, no. um, but people get angry at the, the meteorologists for getting it wrong. It's I like to I like to see them squirm. It's a lot of fun. That's not nice. I, it, come on, look. It'd be it, like if somebody who's was it hurting? Us, I, I understand that us for our ski resorts need the snow and the and but but the meteorologists have no control over that. Okay, I get. They're looking at the models and they're trying to figure out what's going to happen. But yeah. I, I like to watch them squirm when people give them a hard time. It's fun. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into our performance industrial dirty difficult done for the week. And now, dirty difficult. And done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Our guy Bill Miller and his team at Performance Industrial. Good TV spot, too. They rolled it out for the new year. I've seen on News Channel 13 a couple of places. Need to get my hands on that for the show here. All right, here is my dirty difficult. Difficult for me to watch this. Seeing Rory McElroy swallow the live pill. This guy. Really? It's not like he's changed his tune all that much. He said, quote, maybe a little judgmental of live defectors. Maybe. Yes. First of all, the qualifying word maybe automatically makes it whatever. A little, we're talking about a little amount, judgmental. Judgmental is also not, we're very non-committal words in that quote. Quote, maybe a little judgmental. Yeah. The least concrete Strong statement ever anyone has ever said about Liv. Please give the guy a break. It's not like he's like, I'm joining on. I'm up for the cause. He has, quote unquote, accepted the fact that this is now a part of his sport. That doesn't sound like a guy who's out there like championing the live, you know, carrying the live flag. You're being maybe a little defeatist to my point here. <laughs> um I, look, no matter what, I don't care if if how vague or soft he is about this. It's pretty soft. I'm ups, I'm not disappointed. I'm upset to see even the slightest bit of backtracking. Okay. Rory, this is this is I don't I don't know him. I don't want to speak completely to his character. I have no idea. Seems like we, we can guy. talk Caroline Wozniacki later if we want. But this is speaks to his good soldier mm-hmm. 
attitude and mentality from the moment Liv even became a thing. Rory has defended the PGA. He's challenged the guys who left the PGA for the guaranteed money. And now because, as you said, he knows this is the reality is that Liv is, is going to be part of the golf world for the foreseeable future. He has to exist in that common space with these guys. Right. He is trying to find a way to make it as amicable, amicable as possible. I don't believe that he is for one second sorry for anything he no. said about it. But he did go on. He expanded on that one maybe a little judgmental. Because he said, I realize now not everybody was in the position I'm in or the position Tiger is in, where we have all of this money thanks to the sport of But golf. some of them were. Some of them were, but not all. Not the guy who won no, live last year. That's true. So The guy who I didn't know. Yeah, so you've got – he now kind of sees it. Okay, you know what? If I didn't have the money I have and somebody wanted to throw me $50 million guaranteed, am I going – Probably right. We Maybe. all say that. Like I, I, I have said I don't that. like it. I don't. No, I know I don't like it. What Liv has has done. Okay, but I also have never been offered three hundred million dollars. So I can't sit here and say I would never do it. Right. I'm saying I don't like the guys did it, but I might go do it, and people would say to me, "I don't like that you did that." Okay, but I've got three hundred million, and you yeah, don't. Okay. So I don't <laughs> so, really care what you think. Yeah. Uh, Another one of his quotes was, it's no longer my job to fight the battle. Yeah. He's, it he's, is he's, def he's he is defeated. defeated. But it's the least, like I said, the least strong, powerful statement mm. that you could make against Liv. He has not succumbed to it. He's not given in. He has not committed to the cause. He is resigned to the fact that he now has to just kind of be good with whatever happens because that is his sport. What was that so, quote again? No longer. No longer my job to fight the battle. That's sad. Very sad. But the battle's over. All of this has over. made me like Rory McIlroy so more. much more. Yeah, me too. So much more. Yeah, me too. All right. My Dirty Difficult done. And I admittedly do not watch a lot of the NBA. True. But we have watched more Pistons basketball recently hmm. than I've probably watched of any NBA You know, for a team that loses a lot, and I mean a lot, they're they're kind of a fun watch. They are a fun watch. Kate well, Cunningham's recently, a really good player. Recently, they should probably be better than they are. But either way, during this streak, I can't tell you how many times Chris has opened his phone and been like, it's a five-point game in the fourth quarter. Put it on. We turn it on, and we're cheering for the Detroit Pistons to snap their 27, oh. 26, 27, 28 game losing streak. Oh. We watched them snap their 28-game losing streak. But, yeah, it's those stories that, like, you just feel bad for the guys. They hadn't won since the middle of October, middle to end of October. Yeah. Yeah, Monty they were, Williams. They were two and one. They were two and one. Monty Williams is one of the most likable humans on the planet. Yeah. Got a huge deal to go coach this team, which you said he didn't even really want to do it in the first place. But they offered him so much money, he couldn't say no. Kind of like again. Liv. There it is. Yep, kind of like Liv. Uh, he's a guy you want to root for. Nobody wants to see a team lose 28 straight games. You don't want to see the Red Sox lose 28 straight games? Yes, I do want to see the Red Sox or Duke lose 28 straight 100%, games. 100%, yes. Sure. Um, but the lovable loser that there's nobody cares about the Pistons, like except for people who live in Detroit, you don't want to see those guys lose 28 games. So yeah. I was glad that they got out of their own way, finally got the dub. Since then, they've lost two more. That's eh. beside the point. Eh. 
found myself rooting for the Detroit Pistons. Of all teams, I don't watch the NBA much. I certainly don't watch the Detroit Pistons. We did recently, and and we cheered for them because you don't want anybody to lose. They had young guys who were fun. Super talented, We said Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey from Purdue, Jalen Duran is on that team. They're just a year ahead because Cooper Flagg is not available until two. So they have to go through this all over again if they're going to flop for flag, I guess, is what a lot of people will end up (laughs) saying this time next year for sure. You know know teams are going to find a way to position themselves the best they can. For that kid. All right, last break here on Honorado and Miller. We come back our week 18 picks. We're back in third. Make your first road trip of the year, one your family will never forget. Visit the Saratoga City Center RV Show January 5th through the 7th to take advantage of preseason pricing and the best selection of the year. Our expert outfitters will be on site ready to answer all your questions with travel trailers starting at $153 a month, fifth wheels as low as $344 a month, and motorhomes beginning at $576 a month. Don't miss this opportunity to cash in on top dollar for your trade. Start your next journey at the Saratoga City Center RV Show January 5th through the seven. And now back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Week 18 picks coming up here, but uh, Ash has stepped away for a moment, which allows me a self-indulgent moment here. The Braves have traded for seven-time All-Star Chris Sale. And Ash is back. She did not find what she was looking for. Uh, Two-year extension for Sale, $38 million. They basically kind of rip up the the 27 and a half he was owed uh, in the final year of his deal to make this a little more palatable. And to give the advantage, hey, we're just trading a 23-year-old really good prospect in Vaughn Grissom for one year of Chris Sale. They're going to try to get two out of him and make a run at this thing. The core of this team is locked up through 26, 27, and 28 mostly. Dude can't stay on the field. This is the problem. Over the last three years, Chris Sale has made 31 starts. Now, what's worse, because I think Atlanta would tell you, I hate this attitude. I hate this attitude, but I'll say it anyway. I think Atlanta would say, we're not worried about the regular season. We feel right. good about our chances to win the division. We have flamed out in the postseason. We need guys built for October. Love the attitude. Awesome. Chris Sale is a bad postseason pitcher. He's had three postseason appearances, years. He's, he's pitched in the postseason three years. Two of those years, he's had ERAs over eight. The other year, he basically was moved to the bullpen. Now, he pitched incredibly well out of the bullpen and closed out that that World Series victory against the Dodgers. But I I, I can't buy that this is a good move for Atlanta in terms of postseason. They're not paying much for it. No, they're not. I mean, other than Vaughn Grissom, they're not paying much for it. That one hurts. All right, here we go. Our pick Saturday night, 8 15. Cannot wait for this game. Texas and Colts. When when it's a winner, winning your in game, I don't care who's playing, I'm watching. I'll catch the second half of that after the Firewolves. Yep. So Texans, Colts, we both like Houston here on the road to beat Gardner Minshew and the Colts. I'll take CJ Stroud. And D'Amico. I mean, look, I, I love the, the the head coaching matchup should be fun because I really like what Steichen is doing in Indy, and I really like what Ryan is doing in Houston. Jets and Pitt. Give me the Jets here. Let's go. Is Trevor Simeon starting for them? I think so. Zach Wilson's yeah. done. I think it's going to be Trevor Simeon. Patriots are bad. This This game stinks. You know what this game feels like? I'll try to make this point as quickly as I can. Now, we knew Mike Krzyzewski was was retiring anyway. So there's more uncertainty, obviously, with Belichick. 
But Krzyzewski lost his final game at Cameron Indoor to North Carolina. Then he lost in the Final Four, the last game he ever coached for Duke, to North Carolina. So good. Belichick, who burned the Jets, is going to lose his last game as the Patriots head coach to the New York Jets in Foxborough. I like that. I'll sign up for it. Forget my win. I'll, <laughs> I'll sign up for it right now. That's 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 how I see that one working out. Just because okay. I think it'd be fun. It'd be awesome. Eagles and Giants. We both like Philly here. Interesting. Not that a ton, I but I. Either. I'm yeah. kind of thinking, oh, why don't I pick the Giants? Because the Giants don't have. I mean, it's Tyrod Taylor. It's it's they're playing for nothing except for making. This is the problem. You beat the Eagles, great. You kind of sprain on their parade. You give the Cowboys a parade of their own. So yeah. it's not like you're really and affecting. You hurt the draft. Yeah. 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 Saquon Barkley has said he wants to be a giant for life. He continues to say this, which is crazy to me. Uh, Bears and Packers, this is win and you're in for Green Bay. I'm taking the Packers. They're going to find a way to lose this game. No. They had a win and you're in game last year at home against the Lions in Week 18. They lost on Sunday Night Football with Aaron Rodgers. I'm picking the Packers here because it's the smart thing to do. I think they're going to But this, th- it would not surprise me in the least if they find a way to lose this. I will be in su- – we'll have 10 inches of snow on the ground, which you know I hate. And the Packers are going to – I am going to be insufferable. But you have Monday off, so that's good. Insufferable. Sunday night, let's go. This is going to be so much fun. My gosh, I hope it lives up to the billing. After you're angry about your Packers loss, you'll be pumped up about the 820 game. Bills and Dolphins, we're both on Miami here. Why? Uh, I don't believe in – I just am not convinced. But are we Miami believers the way they are playing? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a believer in either team. Okay. Brought it up that Josh Allen is 10-2 and against the Dolphins in his career. Quick hello to Sam here. Hi, Sam. Sam, good to have you with us, man. Uh Back from Boston. Okay. Good for you, buddy. All right. And on our way out, we have been blessed in so many ways with people showering our soon-to-be baby boy with gifts. These are amazing. These are incredible ass. Uh, Our our guy, LBJ. uh, LBJ's grandma, who is a viewer, we believe, a viewer of the show. Yeah, who's a videographer at News Channel 13. Um, you got to show off the other one. Okay. We only have 15 seconds here. Uh, He'll be dressed up in these little guys. Here we go. Chris's team. And my team. Thank you, Grandma of LBJ. Woo! We love you. We appreciate the support. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, they're going to be great. 